Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. Good evening, everyone. I, uh, I don't know about you, but I have so enjoyed what God has brought to us through every service. With Pastor Debbie delivering about being an example worth following, right? It, God needs examples in the earth. The devil has lots of examples. They're, they're highly publicized. They're highly promoted. They're highly admired. But there, we understand that we're looking for something that God authored in people. And every single one of us can be that example. God needs examples of faith. Amen. God needs examples of walking in love. God needs examples of prosperity because goodness knows there's enough examples of lack. God needs examples of someone who is uh, moving with what he's doing. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Debbie, you blessed us so much, gal. And uh, then uh, Pastor Craig, he's an expert in a lot. (laughs) And uh, bringing, uh, talking about the message that we are carriers of the price that other people paid. We're carriers of the message other people paid for in their time with God, in their consecration with God. And we're honoring what God brought through our pioneers for this era. Amen. And uh, we honor the message of God. Much is lost if we step away from the light. I remember in 2006, my husband and I were in uh, Zambia. And he had gone on a safari hunt one afternoon and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, the light that Dad Hagen brought is almost out concerning psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And he said, pick up that light. And uh, that was only, uh, what, two and a half years, three, three and a half after Dad went home to be with the Lord. Well, actually, it was about two and a half because Dad went home at the end of the year, and this was earlier in, in 2006. So in two and a half years, God said the light was almost gone. See, it doesn't take long for, it doesn't take long for something to be lost. And uh, so I appreciate that. Then Brother Joel this morning. Um, anybody, oh, I didn't mean it that way. No, I didn't mean it that way. I'm, I'm putting something together in my thoughts here. Anybody ever heard of mom and dad Goodwin? Dad Hagen referred to them a lot. And uh, he, Dad Hagen said his church was closest to the New Testament church of any church he'd ever seen. And uh, I got to talk to Dad about that in the back room when he was here, about what that church looked like. And uh, I, I appreciate something. They're, they had a man who was an associate to them. Mom and Dad Goodwin did. And when he got out on, in, a, in the ministry on his own, um, 
he started having some unusual things happen in his services. And people would, now I never saw it. My husband talked about it. He had seen it and many, many other ministers had had the man and had seen it. And there would be people that would, he would go to minister to them and they would completely bend over and do a back bend. I'm talking like people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, bend over, do a back bend to where they were like a gymnast. And things would, they would do all kinds of things. That wasn't just one thing, that was just one thing, just all kinds of things. And so people thought, well, that can't be God because what good is that? just to have some a display. Well, it's a sign and a wonder. Because no human natural body could do at their ages the different people that, and not even young people did things that the human body just doesn't easily do. And so people say, well, what good is that? Well, it's a sign and a wonder. And not only that, you know, God's in, God's, that, God had to be present for that to happen. And people will say, well, the devil could be present, but not if God got glorified. So this man, when these things started happening, he went back to his pastors, mom and dad Goodwin. And I love what mom Goodwin said to this young man. He said, mom, he says, you know, I want to be right. And things are happening that Hmm, my flesh is not comfortable with. And I love what she said. She said, oh, son, you know, when, when, when you've had experience, you're not all, all uptight like others are. Oh, son. She kind of dismissed his concern just by the way she referenced him. Oh, son, now you're just getting acquainted with the colorfulness of God. Let me tell you something. God has a personality. And people can look at things and go, what good is that? How about the father having fun with his family? Because religion paints God as stiff, stoic. But the Bible says God sits up in heaven and he laughs. You're going to hear, we're going to hear sounds out of the throne that we're going to go, really? I didn't know God enjoyed things like that. And you say, well, that scripture is referring to the devil. Well, if he can laugh at the devil, can't he laugh with his children at the devil? God has a very colorful side. And he, he has no problem with us enjoying That's his right. presence. Right. Has absolutely no problem with it. Amen. And people will say, well, what's the use? I can't tell you the number of times that people have been burdened with things that a sermon didn't reach because their mind got in the way. But you get in a service and you start laughing and if you were here at any of Brother Richard Roberts' services, he talked about the burden of that uh, debt, what, $50 million of debt that was on him. And he was, his body was uh, feeling the effects of the worrisomeness of that. And he went into a service and just started laughing. Well, what good is that? 
God will take the things that don't make sense to the mind and use it. Now, see, we have to be taught these things because if we're not taught these things, then we, uh, we won't appreciate the many varied colors of God. We'll say he can only be this to us. He can only manifest and, and do this and show himself this way or we won't take it. But when you walk with somebody, you don't just know what they portray to you. You get to know, uh, you get to know the many varied sides of someone. And God has varied sides. Amen. And Pastor Craig, we went to lunch today after the service, and he said, it makes no sense, but he said, I was refreshed. I got up. If it's nothing, then just refreshing. Paul said this, he said when he talked about two men that came and found him where he was, and he said, they refreshed me. And then he said, honor, highly honor men like that. Just being in a refreshing service, that's an honorable flow. Now, uh, if you're not careful, see, we only will be comfortable with what we're used to. But God doesn't want us to just be comfortable with what we're used to. He wants us to be comfortable with all the flows. And that's why I talk about the flow that Sister Pastor Debbie brought and the flow that Pastor Craig brought and the flow, and the flow last night. All the different flows. And if we're going to be well-rounded spiritually and healthy spiritually, we have to have a well-roundedness to our experience of walking with God. And God is fully authorized to sit and have fun with his children. authorized. We will do that with our children, won't we? I mean, at the table to sit and watch Pastor Jan Keys and Pastor Craigfield go at it is totally my fun. We have fun with our children, don't we? we those you love, you pick at. I saw, Pat, I saw Brother Joel picking at a few people this morning. He would hit a cloth and hit the same one. What's he doing? Picking at them. God will do that. Seriously, because God has colorful sides of his personality. Why? Because he is a well-rounded being. He's not just... Now, don't misunderstand me. He's to be reverenced. He's to be regarded. But with his family, he also has the family side. Amen. And if we don't, if we don't allow him, now see, in my family growing up, there were four kids, and if if one of if my brothers, because it was well, my sister could too, but mainly my brothers picked on me. They were nine and ten years older than me, and if they saw that I started getting bothered by it or started getting upset, it was like, oh, we we found our button, pile on. And mother would let them because mother didn't want touchy children. God doesn't want touchy children that you go to have fun with them. No, I'll, I'll only take it this way. 
That's good. I'll only accept this kind of a sermon. I'll only accept this kind of a flow. You're touchy. And see, we don't realize that, but and we don't mean to be that way. But my my brother's poking at me made me well-rounded. Because I can take it, brother. I can give it, but I can take it. And I had to cut back on the giving because I was too good at giving. But, but see, we have to we have to be taught this because otherwise we don't know. When I was raised in the denominational church I was raised in, we didn't know this. We did not know this. And I had to, I had never been in services in the church I was raised in and since the anointing physic. I, I, I never sensed the anointing. And so when I got around it, my body had to even get used to. Because the bot, sometimes you, you want to, if I could say, withdraw. But in my spirit, I knew this is God. Yeah. See, you, you got you to gotta learn to check in here. You got to learn to check in here. And so when I got married to Ed, this denominational gal saw things she ain't never seen before. <laughs> what if I would have decided I'm only going to stay with the flow I know? I wouldn't be here today because God would not have entrusted me. That's right. If I won't say, you know, Father, maybe what I'm used to is not all there is. Amen. I want to move with God in all the ways. Because sometimes as a minister, what about if a pastor only ever brings correction to the sheep? Something's going to be damaged in the relationship between the pastor and the sheep. What if a parent only brings correction to the child? That child won't want to have anything to do with that parent when they get old enough to leave. There has to be the well-roundedness of the love, the fun, the correction, the oversight, the provision. There has to be the well-roundedness for a child to want to keep around that family when they get of age. God's the same way. He understands. We must have the, a well-rounded exposure to him. Because listen, when this denominational gal got into the, these things, I go, never seen that before. But in here, I liked it. In here. It's what? Is in here. Well, what use is it if nothing else than that the father's colorful side having fun with his children? He's authorized to have fun with his family without us saying we won't play. If you got ticked at my parents when they poked and had fun at you, you got you got corrected. Seriously, I said if you can't have fun, get up and go to the other room. We don't need people who can't be fun. Go. Seriously, and I so appreciate my parents not letting us carry attitudes in the household. Well, we have to make sure in the family we don't develop an attitude, but see, through ignorance. That's why I love being able to the, for the Bible school students to bring in all the different flows of the ministers that come in because I don't want them to just say every minister has to sound like Pastor Nancy. That's not safe. 
because they need a well-rounded diet and exposure and experience with all the diverse giftings in the body and the way those are expressed. And that's one of the reasons I so love uh, Brother Siegel. I love uh, Pastor Craig and Pastor Debbie. They all bring something that helps us to walk out. Ah, we, we got more experience with the well-roundedness of God. And God in services, now sometimes in a conference, we may say, say like a prayer conference, that the, the purpose of that is for prayer. And so you, you may have uh, streamlined type flows. But in a camp meeting, it's anything goes. That is God's opportunity to expose us to more than the flow that we're comfortable with or used to because he wants to bring us into his well-roundedness. Now, see, this denominational gal didn't know that. I had to get around it. I had to get around it to understand it. Let me tell you how I didn't know it, okay? Um... Ed and I had only been married a few weeks and there was 20 years difference, you know, between us. And so people thought he missed it just on the basis of that. <laughs> but God, God really doesn't care, you know. And then because of having, you know, um, anyway... I, I don't like bring up because I don't want people to think that I'm pointing to it, but because I haven't been, you know, Miss Oklahoma stuff, for sure then he's just after, you know, natural. Seriously, they automatically assume she's light up here. She's a lightweight, you know. Seriously, people assume, and then the 20 years, they're, oh, yeah, we know, yeah, we know, right? I'm just talking about human flesh. We all just naturally assume and connect dots that aren't even there and draw our own picture about something. And, and don't, believe, don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not offended. I mean, you know, because I, you have to know me. I don't give a rip. I just... You know the name of my club. I don't give a royal rip club. That one. I'm, a, I'm the president, founding president, and charter member. I keep my dues paid up. I care about what God thinks, you know? And as long as God is pleased, we're good. We're good. And so when people thought that this didn't look obvious like the right match, I can understand where they came. I understood where they came from, but they were still wrong. They were carnal in their assumptions, and we have to be careful that we don't let carnality replace spirituality. And so people told Ed, you missed it. I mean, he got prophecies on the phone on a regular basis, you know, and I, I wouldn't even tell you all. And then they, I'd say, what'd they say? And he'd tell me, and I'd just laugh because I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> I don't know what no Jezebel spirit is. <laughs> I don't even know. The Methodist never taught me what a Jezebel spirit is, so... 
For all I know, you complimented me. I don't know. For all I know. I've got a sermon. Don't worry, I've got a sermon. But, but I want to talk to us so because we're going to see displays and demonstrations in this era. That if we're not careful and don't, aren't acquainted that God is well-rounded in his expressions and in his display of himself. That we're going to start saying and becoming uh, singular and exclusive in our thinking that it has to be this way. Or we won't, we won't call it right. That's limited. God is very colorful. So anyway, so let me get back to when Ed and I got married. And so we, there were lots of words coming. And <laughs> I had never even heard of the fivefold ministry when I married my husband. He had already been in the ministry almost 20 years. He, was, he had preached, you know, for Dad Hagen. And I'm talking about he had a, a, an accredited ministry spiritually. And so it looked like... I was not the fit, but God doesn't go by what, what people go by. What qualifies you for places where God is moving is hunger. And even though I didn't know much, I was hungry. And hunger will deliver you at places that knowledge and expertise doesn't even know how to get into. That's right. What I'm saying is learn to have fun with God. Amen. Come here, Pastor Hubie. Come here, Pastor Hubie. Stand up. Come here, turn around. Stand up here with see how what a good fit we are. Do you have your highest on? Are you high and lifted up? This woman is so fun. You don't go with me on the road if you can't have fun. Because there's unfun devils on the road. And we, get, we better show up with our own fun. You look up to me. And so I will say at a moment's notice, Pastor Willie, let me see you dance. What? <laughs> and you say what use of that is it it keeps the right flow I mean because there are times when you get ready to get on an airplane and demons try to push you back from your assignment and you better have fun right in their face right in their face and I can't tell you how important it is to have fun with God and learn the fun, colorful side of God in the face of oppression, in the face of depression, in the face when grief and sorrow and heartbreak come and bad reports come. You better learn how to touch into his laughing flow. It is your safety. 
So that's why I take Pastor Hube. Hube Hosahamos. See. See. And then Pastor Noel t comes and teaches us proper pronunciation. <laughs> Circumstances that will never hurt the Corinthians. <laughs> These things, I tell you, they refresh you in your race. A marathon runner will never, never, never bypass refreshment tables, stations along the course. If he does, they might not make it for the next leg of the marathon. They have the, the orange slices, the water, they'll pour it over their head, they'll drink it. Don't, and and you, nobody says, don't you know they didn't put the glasses out there for you to pour over your head? Well, Sometimes if you're running, you need to just pour it over your head. Seriously, you just do with that water whatever you need at that moment, you know? I tell you what. There is a race every one of us are signed to run, and I refuse to run a sad race. Yeah. It is going to be the most fun. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fun is not. <laughs> Do what? You're practicing for Brazil. Thank you. <laughs> tell you something fun that happened. I'll tell you. Uh, in Brazil. Yes, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell. <laughs> so there's three. We, we get a bulkhead. The bulkhead is the first row of seats on the airplane. We're a flight within Brazil. And there's the, the, the window seat, then there's the center seat, and then there's the aisle seat. I usually take the aisle. I do, that's it. I'm, aisle's mine. So Pastor Ruby's sitting in the center seat, and a lady comes in. And she has like four or five bags, doesn't she? I mean, she's just got, she got, she's got bags. And she just comes in and she flops herself down and throws all the bags right there at the feet. You, you, you know, those kind of go over, yeah. right, in storage. And the stewardess comes by and says, those need to go up, uh, up ahead. And she just looks at her. So the stewardess gets down and picks everything up, picks it up. And then the woman sits back and just goes like this. And she's sleeveless. She's wearing sleeveless. like you don't mess with her like she will take you down <laughs> and pastor ruby she so i'm sitting you know here and the the girl the lady's doing this to pastor ruby and pastor ruby's turned her back and she's looking at me and she goes <laughs> oh i can't even begin to tell you all that went on that but so now you know what when i go <laughs> Laughs at everything. 
So even when my jokes are bad, she laughs. That's why she gets to go. Because I'm telling you, you need someone who has a likeness in their step. So the, we need the flows of God. All the flows to keep our step fun and light. Why? Because when it's light, you can go faster. <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to tell my story, but Pastor Ruby's interrupting. <laughs> so when Ed and I got married and people thought that we shouldn't, and, you know, they, they were telling him you married wrong. And that, but believe me, I don't need no inner healing. <laughs> because I, no offense got in. I don't. What's the name of the club? I don't give a royal rep. So anyway, so um, <clears throat> I'm just telling you, growing up in the denominational church, precious people, but we, did, we weren't taught. We weren't taught. And God knows that if we haven't been around a flow, we're going to be awkward toward that flow. Until we become fluent toward that flow. And you don't become fluent one time. You don't, when you're, when you're swimming, you're not, you're not a skilled swimmer the first time you have a lesson. You have to keep going. It's the same thing with spiritual things. And it can feel awkward. When I, seriously, when I was in my denominational church, it was awkward being in some of the services. My flesh felt awkward because my flesh was used to the flow we were raised in. My flesh wasn't used to these other things. So my flesh would rear up and say, no, you ain't doing this. And I had to put my flesh down and say, flesh, you're not robbing me of where my husband's anointing is taking this service. I'm not going to let somebody else in the service get in the flow. When I'm married to the man, I should be partaking of it first. I should be an example that represents the flow. Right? Minister's children owe it. To the man of God or woman of God they work with to say, I'm hooking in first and foremost as an example to the rest. I'm not going to be the last one to pay attention to what God's doing in a service and me look like I'm just holding my own chair down. We're, we're there for more than to hold a chair down. Right? So whenever Ed, um, Ed said to me in a service, he said, that you understand... I don't even know what the word anointing is. He said, whew, isn't the anointing strong? Others might have sensed it, but my flesh wasn't used to it. I couldn't have told you where it was. I wasn't used to it. Yes, and he said, isn't the anointing strong? Well, I don't want to say yes because I'm lying in church. 
I don't want to say no because it gives credibility to the people who told him you married wrong. So I just go, hmm. If your flesh doesn't like it, don't, don't show the lack of experience with the anointing by not liking it. Go, hmm. That means I'm open to learning. But I'm just telling you. I was never raised that we raised our hands and you know how awkward that yeah. felt the first time yeah. I did it yeah. Yeah. and in front of people yeah. oh my gosh anybody remember that just because it's awkward to the flesh doesn't mean it's not the Holy Ghost you have to be around things so you have to, and, and I am, God was so patient with me because it did, I didn't get it overnight. I didn't get it overnight. You know, brother Joel talks about, uh, when he was, you know, on staff with dad Hagen, there were things he didn't get. And so what you see him arrived at, he didn't get there because he's got some special Something he kept yielding and yielding and yielding and yielding till his flesh was put under and not robbing from him the well-roundedness, colorfulness of God. Haven't you been around colorful personalities? Right? Ain't nobody going to outdo God's colorfulness. People need to know him yeah. as a family, yes. yeah. as, a, as the head of a family. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And he wants to have fun with his children. Yes. He'll poke at you a little Amen. bit. Yeah. He will. Yeah. I saw him poke at you a lot today. Poking and poking and poking and poking. And people say, well, that doesn't do any good. It, it brings you into the well-roundedness. Of God's flow. Amen. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know who was near giving up. You don't know. Amen. Even pastors have to learn this. Pastors have to learn it. Why? Not because we're trying to do stuff that's weird. These things are not appropriate in an evangelistic type meeting. God has good sense. And when we flow with the spirit, we step into his good sense. It's called wisdom. But this is a family meeting. And I want God to poke at us all he wants. To ha if he wants, listen, do you, can I ask you this? Can you go to any, any household and just have fun anywhere? No, you can't. Neither can God. And when he finds a family where he can have fun, boy, we're going to have fun. That's why I like seating 
the keys and the fields together to watch them poke at each other. I have fun watching them poke at each other. Inside joke, but you know what I mean. God wants to have fun too with his children. And not everyone has enough experience with God to let him have the fun he longs for. Amen. So we can't decide this is too weird. Is it weird when a, a man, a, a grown man gets down on his knees and puts his three-year-old on the back and acts like a donkey running through the house or a horse running through the house? Outsider looking through the window say, no, that's weird. No, that's a father having fun with his son. Why cannot God? Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about the flesh kicking in and then it's just a display of flesh and emotionalism. That's why I said you have to check your spirit. That's why you have to check your spirit because there are denominations and groups of people who get into these overexpressed workings of the flesh and call it the spirit and it's not. Amen. The difference is, where does it come from? And you know that by checking your spirit. Because there's nothing more repelling than someone doing things that we saw this morning in the flesh. There's nothing more repelling than that. But just because our flesh isn't used to it, if our flesh kind of draws back, that shows us that's where we need more experience. Now, if you're a student going through junior high, high school, they don't just give you one class and say, if you pass this class, you graduate. You have to pass them all. And you can't say, well, I'm only required to pass the, the classes I like. Right? You have to pass the classes that you don't easily understand right because if you don't pass you don't graduate because it's not enough to succeed with half of what's put in front of you if we're going to be skillful in the things of the spirit we can't pick and choose the flows we like and and decide we're authorized to dismiss the flows we don't like We have to pass them all. We have to jump into them all. And that's why I'm so glad that we've seen different flows in all the services, the night, the morning, because God's giving us that experience to know him on a well-rounded basis. Amen. Hallelujah. How about a sermon? Let's do a sermon. How's that? I just wanted to say how much I appreciate all these things and I want I, I, I take complete joy in being able to articulate some of these things because I didn't know these things but I thankfully got to live with my husband who was a Bible school to me and we got to be in dad Hagen's meetings and we saw some things and dad Hagen said he warned us he said there are going to be manifestations and demonstrations that the body of Christ will reject about this last day era simply because they say we've never seen it before. Well, just because we've never seen it before doesn't mean it's of the devil. But it doesn't mean also that we're gullible either. We check here. We check our spirits. 
we're not gullible and swallow every manifestation. But he said there will be manifestations that come in the last day revival that there is no Bible precedence for. But we had Bible precedence for this morning. It's called Acts. Acts chapter 2. They were drunk. I've seen drunk people. You've seen, you might have been drunk people. I'm talking about before you were saved. Amen. And uh, there's no rhyme or reason other than they are getting out from under their burdens and their loads and cares. That's what the drinking of the Spirit will do. Get you out from under the burdens, the loads, the cares that life and the enemy try to put on you. Amen. Just need to go aside and get you a good stiff drink of the Holy Ghost. Right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of DeFrame Ministries.